0: By a show of hands, how many of you have collected some kind of trading card when you were little? How many are still collecting trading cards today? Whether baseball, Star Wars, Marvel, wacky packages, garbage pail kids, or something else, odds are you've purchased from the Tops brand. And with the digitization of the Garbage Pail Kids brand on the wax blockchain, Tops has entered a whole new era. Today we're excited to welcome Tobin Lent, VP and General Manager of Digital at Tops, to join us for a nerdy geeky conversation about collectibles and blockchain. So, open up a pack of cards, but don't expect a stick of chewing gum. This is episode number 424. Of the Bad Crypto Podcast.
1: Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's
0: bad? Hello, Nerds. blockchain blockheads around the world this is the bad crypto podcast I'm Joel Tom that's Travis Wright, and we are so nerding out on this episode
1: you know this is one of those ones that um, it's sort of it it was really cool we were doing the the coin genius um, you know conference that they had the virtual conference and they connected with Tobin and they said hey you want to connect with the head of digital for tops uh yeah
0: yes please
1: yeah and so we've created a fast friendship with this guy and really love what they're doing and um this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a fun interview it was really fun for us it, it's not all crypto uh it yeah. talks about collectibles but it really has a lot of the, the crypto and the nft angles into it which obviously if you're familiar with what's going on in our world we're knee deep in nfts i'm neck deep
0: i'm yeah, i'm like just yeah i've got blockchain heroes up to my neck i mean we are working on these cards and this product from morning till night i mean and and travis you told me last night you know your brain was going and i wake up thinking about it
1: i think i i I literally was laying there couldn't go to sleep until about eight this morning like I, i was trying to shut my brain off and it's just i was so sitting there thinking of all the different things that needed to be done still, and all the components. And then I think I slept for a couple hours. I think I slept for maybe two and a half hours total last night.
0: Oh wow! Maybe. Well, maybe you get a nap a little maybe later. Maybe
1: I need to, maybe I need just to get stoned today, and then I'll take a big nap
0: later. Well, well there you go. Uh, you know what I was doing just before we started recording? I don't know. You You got a message come in. I did get it. I just got a text. That's not what I was going to say, though. What just happened is I just got done sending $50 in Bitcoin to a number of our listeners. Mm. If you guys are waiting on your Bitcoin because you're a U.S. citizen and you signed up for eToro through our link, that Bitcoin should be landing in your wallet. If you have not gotten $50 in Bitcoin from us yet, odds are it's because you haven't signed up for eToro. This is the app that has 14 popular coins in it, millions of registered users around the world. Copy trader functionality, no hidden fees, low spreads, no commissions. Go to badco.in forward slash eToro. We want to send you $50 in Bitcoin. So go ahead, do it today. Get your account set up. Start trading and get that 50 buckaroos in BT to the C, yo. Yeah, and who loves you? See, Bad Crypto loves you. See what we do? See how we... Can we try to help you? We love you so much. We're giving you a big bad hug right now. Come on, it's so sweet. All right, we got Tobin Lent up to the plate. Let's do this. (music) The earth diddeth shaketh. Did you feel it? Hmm. It happened just a couple months ago.
1: That was my hunger. I thought that was that's a you farted.
0: It was neither of those things, although Mr. Travis Wright is very happy because now they have Torchies Tacos in uh, Kansas that City. That is
1: true. Very exciting moment.
0: But that is not the rumbling I was talking about. I was talking about what we are referring to as the Facebook moment for non fungible tokens. The MySpace moment was CryptoKitties a little more than uh, two and a half years ago, and the tops. Uh, Garbage Pail Kids digital set launched on the Wax blockchain a couple months ago and sold out in 28 hours, created a, a whole lot of convo in the crypto world and was really the first time we've seen a major mainstream property end into uh, end up in the NFT space. And this is just the beginning. And to talk about it today, we've got one of the key men responsible for making this happen. He's the VP and general manager of Tops Digital. His name is Tobin Lent and Tobin, welcome to Bad Crypto.
2: Great. Hi, Joel. Hi. Great to be here.
0: Did you hear Travis
2: fart? (laughs) I didn't hear it. It must have been, isn't there one of the
0: garbage pail kids? Is there, I know there's a potty Scotty. Is there a farty Marty?
2: I don't know if there's a farty Marty, but they they all, uh, several of those guys are pretty gaseous.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, dude,
2: you've got
0: quite a background in in gaming and product development. And, you know, the whole blockchain thing is pretty new, but um, you're not new to the space as far as digital goes. So maybe kind of give us just a little bit of your background and how you ended up at Tops and some of the projects you've worked on there.
2: Sure. So I've I've been in, uh, you know, really digital for close to 20 years now. And most of my career has been in the mobile game space. And I, and I really got started at the beginning of the mobile games uh, industry in North America, I was working at a studio that was doing really the very first games that went on to mobile networks. Uh, these were all, you know, old arcade titles from Atari, those kinds of things. And, and you know, br- gradually built up a career over time uh, as a founder and CEO of my own uh mobile games companies um one the big one was punch entertainment that we built up and mm. did some award-winning games and then that. we were acquired by dna yes yeah, so what uh, what what
0: games would we maybe be familiar with
2: our biggest one was reign of swords and that got um you know a lot of uh awards uh the biggest one was uh game of the year by ign and and several other um uh places so we were pretty proud of that it was a very groundbreaking game you could actually play across pc and mobile it was a strategy game a little bit similar to advanced wars uh really fun to make really fun to play we we're proud of
1: that one yeah that is, that's really cool so what, what was the process like sort of going from zero to 60 on, on creating a game from the ground up specifically for mobile like what kind of a, it seems like that'd be kind of a daunting task well, it is, you
2: know, and you always want to start with, uh, you know, some mechanics you think are going to resonate with, with players, but you know, at that time in mobile, it was, it was a completely new, uh, space. And so was that right when the iPhone came out, uh, this was actually before that. So if you remember the feature phones, so we right, were right. that early and, and to try to do, you know, a game like that on feature phones was pretty challenging. Right. Um, but, uh, we were pretty ambitious and we went for it and, um, you know, it, it, it's a lot of hard work, and at that time, the biggest challenge that we had was trying to get a really great game working on 300 different handsets that all had different specifications. Thanks to Android, right? Yeah. I mean, it was Android, and back
1: then, it was Brew. Nokia and all those other ones, all those different j 2 yeah. yeah it was the Palm and the uh, Motorola. And the, oh we God. had a whole wall just filled with
2: phones. You know, basically, we had a port to. It. It was, Did was,
0: you design it for the, you know, the car phone that had the cable on it still?
2: <laughs> basically. Miami Vice phone. <laughs> but that's why when the iPhone came along, that was just incredible. We had one one platform to worry about, one gateway to worry about. And, you know, that's when the industry really started to take off.
0: You know, Tops is just we all grew up with Tops, right? You guys have produced some of the 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 biggest brands for collectible trading cards. Of course, you know, all of us uh, as as young, you know, little boys and young men collected collected uh, baseball cards. Um, You know, I collected Star Wars cards from the moment they came out in 1977, uh, recently auctioned off series one, two and three on eBay. Um, You guys, of course, have had the Garbage Pail Kids. There's other brands as well. WrestleMania, I think, is one of your brands. Uh, And so when you're coming into that space, you're going, all right, we got to go digital. And before blockchain came around, you started making apps for the uh, the iphone in fact travis has been totally nerding out on uh, these uh, the trading card apps that are not blockchain based
2: yeah that's right and actually you know i've been at tops for a year and a half so so that that business predated me you know by several years it started in 2015 and when it first started it you know really came out strong grew very fast um but uh, when I was approached by Tops to come run the business, you know, there was a big focus on really taking it to the next level, and so um, that's been really my mandate: is tried to you know reimagine collectibles around these incredible properties we have. You know, like you mentioned, Marvel, Star Wars. Uh, we have Disney now. You know, and then on the sports side, MLB, NHL. So you know, to me, it was I was like a you know kid in a candy shop. Uh, I'd always loved Tops, but the opportunity to come and modernize the brand and build. A completely new digital collectibles business was really
1: exciting that's one of the things that really excites me is that for one you know i'm a big sports fan i live in kansas city in the last five years my baseball team and my football team have won a national championship my college team won one in 2008 like literally my kids have seen every one of their teams win a championship by the age of uh, 18 which is so cool like and whenever i was young uh, well, most of my teams did, except the Chiefs. They didn't win anything for 50 years, but I got to see the baseball team win when I was 12. My son got to see it when he was 14. My daughter got to see it when she was, what, uh, 10. So it's just been fun to sort of, you know, sports it really brings people together. And it's like it brings communities together. And it's like that's one thing that I really think is so great about what you're doing at Tops Digital is each one of your brands has the community connecting interacting trading you have auctions you can have you can have chats and stuff and so maybe tell us like what are some of the cool things that you're seeing within your community and how do you guys engage your community to figure out what next products to create that's a great question and you know before i joined tops i realized how important
2: community was to to collectors right I, i don't know if you guys have ever seen there's a great um documentary on Funko. It was on Netflix. It's not there now, but it was there a while ago. But it It's fantastic. But the most striking thing about that was how these people came together over Funko products and collectibles from all over the world. And so when I got to Topps, it's like, you know, community is the key, especially in digital. So we're going to double down. It's going to be all about that, you know, them celebrating fandom. And so uh, we have these incredible fans that we engage with uh, in a lot of uh, ways within the app on Reddit, everywhere else we have product managers and you know we get ideas from them on what they like, what they wanna see and we're constantly iterating on the app, building no f- new features to allow them to trade, connect each other, You know we get feedback on the things that they like. Of course we see the sales, so that's a good indicator, but it's fun because these apps are constantly changing. We release changes every two weeks. And we're very responsive. So
1: um, it's it's fun. Is it like new packs, new series, new collections? Because I noticed on the so – I'm a big baseball fan, right? That's what I used to collect back in the day. So I'm playing with the Tops Bunt app a lot and checking that out and doing some things within that. And I noticed that every once in a while – it seems to be irregular, but every once in a while a new series will sort of pop up, and maybe it's only five cards. Like, for example, I'm looking at this one. It's called um, – the scientific motion cards. And so I think for like 250 diamonds or whatever, you got to buy your diamonds, but then you click on those and each pack has one of each one in the set. And it was really cool. And I was, and I was showing Joel and I can, you guys can't see on the screen here, but like there's one with Buster Posey and it's doing some fire stuff. That was really cool animation. That's my that. man,
2: Buster Posey.
1: Yeah. And there's a, a dude from the A's. It's got some like sort of liquid lightning yeah, fire kind effect. of thing going on. And, and then there's a Justin Verlander one, which are really cool. These are the coolest cards that I have seen across any of the platforms now. And I've looked at all the tops apps. I've looked at Panini apps. I've looked at the quid app, which sort of which is Q U I D D for those out there who are listening. And there's a lot of top you know internet properties or intellectual properties that are on that. But again, not blockchain none of these are blockchain yet and so it seems like that's why it's so exciting is that you know you guys can print so and so of these but people don't really know how many they are and there's not there's there's somewhat of a value of them they're selling on eBay but they're not tied to the blockchain so there's, there's no authentication yet now that we're getting on the blockchain it seems like tops is going is, is starting to take this stuff to the next level so maybe tell us about where you guys see things going now that blockchain is sort of added in the mix. Absolutely. I mean, one of the big reasons I wanted to join Tops, by the way, was
2: um, that reason was blockchain because yes. it offers uh, you know offers a lot of opportunities uh, in terms of functionality, but also for us a new business model around secondary trading, mm-hmm. and, I, and I, you know, I always felt that that could be really big. And so that was one of the big draws, and you know, I know there's a lot of difficulties. Uh, some, you know, false starts in some cases, but I believe it's going to be really, really big. I believe it's going to be a fundamental part of our business in digital and even my counterpart in the physical business. I think it's going to be a part of that business. So Absolutely. we're very optimistic about it.
0: Well, they, they need to be otherwise. I mean, that's go to the way the, of the dinosaur, right? Because uh, we're, we're going so heavily digital, but blockchain is also so useful for physical goods. So how did the, the deal come about then? Whose idea was it to go blockchain. How did you guys come in contact with WAX and kind of give us the uh, the genesis of this project for the Garbage Pail Kids?
2: Absolutely. So um, when I first got to Topps a year and a half ago, we started looking at blockchain right away. And you know, we had a lot of things to do, by the way, at that time. So we were uh, putting all of our apps on a brand new platform so they'd be free to play and higher quality, better interfaces, all those things. That's why you see some of our apps are newer than others. But we were also always looking at blockchain. And you know, I didn't know much about it uh, quite frankly at that time, so there was a lot to learn. We tried to learn everything we could. we talked to as many people as we could, all the platforms, look at the technologies. And our approach was always going to be make a small bet, right? Just get out there, do something, learn what you can, and then take the next step from what you've learned. Um, and we just had a hard time, you know really what that bet should be. but we had actually started talking to the wax guys. Uh, back around that time, about a year a year ago, and we really liked them. We really liked what they were doing with Opskins. They were operating a very good, big marketplace, uh, very user friendly uh, for trading, you know, uh, digital game items. And uh, we were just kind of waiting for them to get to the point where you know they had their blockchain up and running. Um, and so once they did, you know, we made a move, and uh, luckily it was it was a good result.
1: Yeah, twenty eight hours that first badge sold out like. So so Evan over there had reached out to us. I think William Quigley had said, hey, you need to we've had him on bad crypto before. And he and he told Evan to reach out to us. And this was after the the uh, the mega packs were already gone. And so those were already sold out in seven hours. And I think by the time that they had told us about it, they gave us a few packs to open up and to test out to see what was going on. And there was only about 3000 packs left. And then I know Joel and I started buying some packs. And The next thing you know, somebody bought like the last 1500 packs or something. They were gone. And so yeah. like, we, it was just, it was the most unbelievable dopamine hitting sort of thing to go through this and open these up and then seeing the various different types of cards and watching this whole process evolve in the secondary market. Now, as you mentioned, there, well, I don't know if that has been mentioned in this interview yet, but there's 110,000 cards total. And there was, I believe, what, 2,000 mega packs and 10,000 of the five card regular packs sold out in 28 hours 110,000 cards there's never going to be any more of that series one right there won't be they're done and and we actually chatted with you in a panel and you'd said that uh i know joel had asked how many was printed of the garbage pail kids originally when those were coming out in 1985 and you you had an answer for that did did you did you find out the exact answer or are we still in in a range no, that was too long ago. Nobody remembers, but it was definitely, you know, around the 5 million mark. So there are a wow. lot of cards out there.
2: Yeah,
0: that's that's a lot. Five million minimum. And, you know, a lot I mean, of
1: a, total, the total of all the cards of,
0: right. of, for, wait, of,
2: of, of, of a particular series of series right. one. Yeah, series one.
0: So five million minimum compared to a hard stop of one hundred and ten thousand that we know, which explains why the secondary market for these things, once they sold out, went up 20 to 30X. I mean, I had a few extra packs that I had bought and I sold a pack that I paid $4.95 for $100 or so because people still wanted to get, you know, see if they had a chance at these collector's editions. So how surprised were you to see them all sell out in 28 hours?
2: Well, you know, I'd like to say I was really surprised. We had different schools of thought uh, internally as to how fast this would sell out. My CEO asked me, what did I think? And I said, look, I think there's an 80% chance they'll sell out within a day. Um, The reason I thought that was because this is the first time TOPS is on the blockchain. People will be interested in that. GPK is kind of a fun pulp culture phenomenon. So I thought there was a, a pretty good chance that they would, but I was still, I think that might've been more wishful thinking. I was still surprised, right? How fast it happened. Particularly if you look at the mega packs, I mean those went like lightning and and because the odds were better, and I think people were not really that price sensitive and so then, when it came to the standard packs, you know we were seeing those slowly go down. but then when we put a label showing how many were left and it was getting to the end, all of a sudden, instead of going down
1: slowly, we got to a point like there were sixteen hundred packs left and they just they disappeared immediately. I was literally thinking I was like, man, I think these packs might end up for one i was going oh man are you serious i just spent two three hundred four hundred dollars on the. i'm a dumbass. like literally i was like what a what a dumb thing to do and then i was going no you know i think these these i'm gonna i think i'm gonna buy some more i think i should i think i should buy some more because i think it's gonna be valuable man if i had put my crypto and bought more of these packs i would have i could have literally like 35x my money at one point (laughs) like it was it was crazy these packs like Joel said he sold his one at a at, at hundred I saw t- I sold one pack for 160 dollars that I got for five bucks it was just and I think the mega pack for like 800 bucks like that was just ridiculous I couldn't even believe the amount of, ex- of excitement around that and it was almost like they would be more valuable to not open them but then when you do open them and you see all the awesome cards popping out and you're like man I need to collect the whole set and so it, it, it definitely I think it triggered that nostalgia it just triggered, you know the old pop culture thing and it definitely triggers the dopamine hits and the it, the community is still raving and excited about it and now it sounds like we got maybe series 2 coming on the line but but next up from Tops and Garbage Pale what, what's what's going on next with this well,
2: you know, first off, I want to say one of the things that was fun for me is to see how galvanized the community was and the whole ecosystem that grew out of that. That was really fun to see the markets pop up, people contacting me, people talking about it as like, wow, we kind of, you know, made made a difference here. You know, that, that was surprising and fun for me, actually. Um, so in terms of what's next, you know, uh, with that first step and that success, we said, hey, yep, yeah, let's we got to keep going. Let's take the next step. And that next step is, of course, GPK goes exotic. It's based on a parody of Tiger King. Really fun set. And, you know, that's coming out uh, on Wednesday. I believe that's Wednesday the 8th. And we're in cool two days
0: uh, from the time this interview airs, because this show comes out the evening of uh, July 6th. So anything that you can tell us um, now, because we're recording a few days before this is embargoed until Monday night, the 6th.
2: Well, I can tell you the, the pack structure is going to be very similar to what it was before, but of course, all new content, it's going to be fun. There's, there are going to be, you know, base cards, uncommon, rare, and super rare. There'll be a collector's edition again, and it's going to be a really fun collector's edition. And the price points will be similar to what we released before. So it'll be a four ninety dollars pack and then a, I believe it's a $19.99 pack. Um, There will be more cards out this time. So I uh, believe the count is about 240,000.
0: Oh, so you're doubling, more than doubling the count. But now in, in Garbage Pail Kids, there was 41 cards with two variations, right? So you had yep. 82 cards plus the uh, you know other variations for the A's and B's. How many unique Tiger King cards are there?
2: So we'll have, it'll be a base of 15 cards with A and B.
0: Wait, 15 or 50?
2: 15, 1-5 with okay. A and B. And uh, we'll have, uh, and there'll be of those uh, four variants. And then we'll have uh, three collector's editions with A and B. Mm-hmm. So that, that'll be the structure.
0: So how many total different cards is that? Unique cards?
2: Uh, you're making me do some math, but I guess that's 66, I believe. Okay. Mm-hmm. And
0: how many unique cards were there in the... Garbage Pail.
2: Uh, I think there was like a 150, so quite a few in the series.
1: Okay. One. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna double them as there's less. So there's, there's gonna be more of each variety available. Now, what happened with 28 hours? Right, they sold out, and a lot of people bought them. What is there gonna be any limitations on how many you can purchase? Because maybe somebody comes in and goes, you know what? I saw how big Garbage Pail Kids was. I'm gonna drop twenty five thousand dollars on them right now. Pow! And then suck up a lot of the cards how is there anything going to be in place to sort of circumvent people trying to corner the markets
2: yeah i believe there are going to
1: be some limits in in place
2: as to how many you can buy but we're up upping those limits from where they were before so you'll be able to buy more i don't know what the exact limits are going to be but you can't just go in and buy all of them i'll put it that way okay I mean, obviously, we want it to be a good experience. We deal with the same problem in the mobile apps. You know, we want this to be a good experience. At the end of the day, it's got it's for the fans, it's for the collectors, and this has to be fun, right? So if we if we allow this to be just a purely commercial exercise, it's not fun for anybody except for the mm-hmm. person buying those.
0: I hope uh, the collector's card just says that bitch Carol Baskin. That's all. I <laughs>
1: I can't really say <laughs> can <laughs> an you, animated right? one of Joe going that bitch, Carol, because you, know? <laughs> you can do video and audio on these NFTs
0: are the, so what you had before was your base cards and you had these prism. There was the base with those little, you know, animated kind of glow behind them. Then you had the sketch cards and then you had the collector's edition that were kind of animated. Is there anything different in the styles that we're going to see with these that you can tell us?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we will have the prism because we thought that that worked out pretty good. Uh, but we'll have completely new effects that are special for, you know, this set.
1: So I want to go back to the community thing because I had an idea. It's like there's been a lot of fa- people who are fans of Garbage Pail Kids, and I've actually taken some atom bombs and made my own variants of atom bomb, which was one of the top. It's the number eight card in, uh, in the checklist of it. It's the one that that was on the pack. So I think it's the most famous card of all the garbage pail kids is one where the head's exploding and like a nuclear bomb. And and so one thing I've had fun with is I've created several different variants of my own of atom bomb. And so what about a potential, like maybe a, you know, fan or or crowdsource sort of a, a series that you could make? Like, look, here's our, here's our garbage pail kid properties. Make your own and submit them, and we're going to pick the top eighty-two or something, and we're going to do a we're going to do a series on those. Is that something you guys have ever considered? Because I think that would be such a fun community deal. Absolutely. First off, and I'm not
2: just saying this, Travis. I saw your rendition of Atom Bomb, and it was fantastic. I mean, it really was good.
1: I loved it. Thank you. Now, actually, I think it's the best Atom Bomb ever, personally. And I'm very humble. I'm Love sure is that. Is. Adam Bomb. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> It was good. Travis is,
0: is is really good with those uh those Photoshops. So what do you yeah, think? No, actually
1: said he goes, dude, he goes, Man, if you could make one where he blows his head off and it's like and like this, and I was like, hmm, how would I do that? And then I just played around with it and I was like, Joe, I think maybe like an hour later, hey Joel, what do you think? And it was like, what? that's freaking awesome. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah. I appreciate the kind words coming Absolutely.
2: From. And to answer the question, you know, I mean, absolutely, I think that would be a lot of fun. We're always looking uh, for ways to you know kind of reimagine these cards uh, through different artists and i think getting the community involved would be a lot of fun so we're, we're absolutely open to that I mean, you guys saw what happened with the project 2020 on our physical side of the business mm-hmm. we did these amazing um you know reimaginations of cards from you know the 1960s and 1980s uh by big artists like ben baller i mean that those are well-known artists but it's still the same concept, and people love it. They go crazy because it's their it's their favorite stuff.
1: But yeah. kind of, and it's, a, it's their ego comes they're Like, oh my god, I have a garbage pail kid that's in the set, or maybe actually. Oh, I, I've had a lot of ideas around this. I was like, man, what about just taking garbage pail kids and letting every the crowd out there just come up with a bunch of new ones, ones that right. have never been created, and and you know, and have an opportunity to sort of crowd source the uh, the brains of, of the of the audience out there.
2: Absolutely. I think it's a it's a very compelling idea.
0: Well, you know what it, taking the idea that you had there um, of doing like a contest and you guys picking them since this is all blockchain, you could actually release them in the smart contract. So the owner, the creator of the card that you picked gets a piece of, you know, the secondary market when those cards are sold. So, you know, the market takes their piece, Tops takes theirs, and the artist gets rewarded for having designed something cool. And the more popular it is, the more everybody makes from it.
2: Absolutely. And I think that's a really great idea. And it would really, I think, encourage, you know, a robust community around it and people coming in as creators and, and wanting to do really cool NFTs.
0: Travis's Adam Bomb would sell a ton. There's no no question. No, that it's was the best. very
1: first thing out of Joel's mouth. He's like, "Don't put that on NFT on a secondary market. We don't want to get sued." I was like, yeah. "No, no, dude. I've got. I'm, I'm not going to do that." I go, "We want to work with Tops someday. So like, we're going to figure out some ways to, to to explode some creativity around." But that was the first thing out of his mouth. He was like, "Don't go sell that." I'm yeah, like, dude, I'm not going to. <laughs> like, but It is the
2: best one ever made. I've heard.
1: Yeah, the it
0: best is. one ever made. Let's see. What is it? B Be- <laughs> O E. that's a B O E M, that's what that is. Oh man, that's we that's just so coined cool. a new uh anagram there, best one ever made. Travis, you're the bone, others are the bone,
1: you're the bone, the bone of the atom bomb. That's great. So, I want to talk about what you guys are doing currently with your apps, right? Because so I've been playing around, um, and I you know, I have a whole list, I have a whole folder now of collectible apps. I have Tops Huddle, I have Quid. Have this one called NBA Dunk, which was from Panini. uh, NFL Blitz, which is from Panini. I have the Marvel app, which is tops. The Star Wars apps, which is tops, and the MLB Bunt, which is tops. I've been playing around with these, and these things are addictive. Like the the, I'm curious, like what is the open rate of these things? People who have them installed, because it would seem to me that most people are opening this up a couple, two, three times a day because they want to get their free crate and their free coins, and so they can buy new packs. Like. What is the engagement rate currently on these digital apps you guys are currently, that you currently have offering?
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's very high, uh, Travis. And, you know, we, but we've been working at it, right? We, we one of the big changes that I, uh, I made when I came in was to make everything more free to play because we wanted to, to make it open and accessible. If you are a fan of Star Wars, for example, we want you to feel like you can come in and enjoy the content, you know, get your free coins, get some free stuff at a mystery box and participate um obviously if you pay real money you get better odds and cards and better access and better things but we still wanted you to be part of the community Mm -hmm. so that's been a really big part and i think because of that you know our engagement's been very high you can come in every day you don't have to spend you can still get an experience interact with the community get some content but if you want the really good stuff or better shot at it you know you you, you'll you'll spend some money to do that
0: Right now, this is the sound of my mystery box being opened for today. Oh, there's a Hulk card, there's Squirrel Girl, there's Drax. Yeah, I mean, this really is dopamine hit after dopamine hit. Now, oh, I got 5,000 free coins. What does that look like? It's raining, it's raining down money. This is fun stuff, and and now. With the now that you've seen how blockchain works for your properties, uh, boy, with Star Wars and Marvel and MLB, certainly you have to have your eye on how do we bring these to market?
2: Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's 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 obvious, right? It's it's our long term vision to do that. We have our licensor partners, um, they're great partners. We enjoy working with them, they're very interested in the space. They obviously have a lot of questions about it. And some are further along than others and wanting to make some moves. I mean, you've seen that MLB has already done, you know, something in the space. So, you know, um, we're very encouraged by that. They're open to it. But uh, I, I are think... Are you
1: talking about the MLB champions thing that they did?
2: Before? That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And um, and so I think, you know, you'll start to see more things happening with us and our partners um, in blockchain.
1: Yeah. I want to say this is this what I've noticed between looking at tops looking at Panini which Panini owns Donruss and Score and some of those other ones. I don't know. Whatever happened to Fleer? Is Fleer still around? Uh, I I don't know if it is. I mean, I used to collect Fleer cards back in the day. But what I've noticed is that even though these cards are digital, they're still rectangles. Like here's the thing, folks. We are in digital. We are not we are not restrained by the rectangle anymore. And so it's like, I was sitting here thinking of like all the cool cards and the cool effects you could do with just the outline of them and this, the holding the bat or them, like they don't have to be in a, they don't have to be in a rectangle anymore. And I think that's one thing that neither Tops nor uh, Panini is really getting with their digital stuff. And it's like a lot of times what I've noticed specifically with Panini is they're just putting whatever they have in their paper cards. They're just digitizing those and putting them. on on the app. I I don't see them creating specific cards specifically for digital. They're just, oh, we got 25 of these cards, so we're going to do 25 digital counterparts, but they're not connected. So that physical card is not an NFT that's connected to the digital counterpart. They're separate, but they're just copying what they've done on that. I've not seen yet. Now, I think, but Tops is. It, It looked to me like, I don't think, you can't do that scientific element card. You can't do those in real life because they're motion and they're moving. And so, I can tell that at least from the innovative side of things, you guys are are thinking outside of just that rectangle for the most part. There's some cool die cut stuff you guys are doing and some other things. They look really cool. And I think that's where the differentiation can come is that they don't got to be rectangles anymore. We can do all kinds of cool stuff and just all kinds of random cool shapes because it's a transparent ping. That's on the blockchain, and people can pull it up in their wallets.
0: My, my phone is a rectangle, though, Travis. That's, that's true. I mean, I can't uh, unless you know the Incredible Hulk. Hulk smash, and he comes busting out of the phone. You know, arms coming out of the side. Right, right. Arm turns all green. <laughs> then I got a suit Tops because you broke my phone.
1: That is true. That's great.
0: <laughs> well, I mean,
2: you're at, Travis, is a great point. I mean, look, you, anything you can do in a video game, you can do in these collectibles, right? You can do 3D. You can do zoom in, zoom out. You can create a, a, an immersive world. I mean, so we're, and I think you're starting to see this. We've moved on to a new technology platform for our mobile apps that are starting to enable us to do these different uh, types of collectibles. We're doing video and audio embedded. And yeah. set, you saw that Derek Jeter set that we did which is a reflection, his reflection on his career. And we've captured audio and video of that and made it into a collectible set. So we're doing a lot more like that, but there's a lot more we still can do. And we're always, you know, we're continuing to push the envelope and innovate there.
1: You guys are getting it. I know that there's like the 30 plays and 30 days thing. And so like, I didn't realize that at first I was like, why in the hell am I getting the same hundred Pence card every time? This is ridiculous. <laughs> like, oh wait, I need to come back tomorrow. But that was a total video clip. Like how how flexible and nimble can you guys be like, say, for example, baseball starts tomorrow and then or hey, uh, comes up and crutches a grand slam. How quick can you capture that grand slam and turn that into a digital card where somebody could could download it? Like how nimble is tops digital to be able to take a clip and then the next day have it available? It's almost instant, right? I mean, really the only thing
2: from a technology perspective, it's getting the asset, you know, our our tech is ready to uh, put it into the app immediately. It sometimes comes down to an approval from MLB, for example,
1: but it's really practically instant. That's beautiful. That's going to be the game-changing thing. When sports actually start again, to be able to take those moments in time and quickly turn them into a rarer few amount of them where people can just buy that moment and now they own it, And they can sell it on the secondary market if they want, especially if you tie it to blockchain. That's freaking brilliant. Yeah, it's fun.
0: I think you pick the right chain. And, you know, uh, we've been talking, we've been doing NFTs since the beginning of the year, been following along closely. And uh, after we saw the success of uh, GPK on the Wax blockchain, we realized that this is where we wanted to do our our blockchain hero set, which comes out uh, for Wax um, people who want to purchase with wax, they'll have it be a pre sale on August 1st. And those who want to purchase with uh, fiat, That's U.S. dollars, for those of you that don't know the fiat terminology, August 4th. And it looks like, you know, we've picked the right horse here because they have announced um, a council that has some big names on it. William Shatner has announced that he's going to be releasing uh, cards that are based on his memorabilia on the Wax blockchain. And today, um, Capcom, which, of course, is one of the biggest video game companies in the world, announced that one of their biggest if not their biggest brand street fighter is coming to wax with collectibles that will also have gamification to it so i'm just curious what you know you think of all the news we see coming out uh from uh from wax here and all these partnerships
2: well you know i I would say it's deserved that team is it's a great team They've worked very hard, um, you know, to get get everything right. I think they understand the user experience and they're trying to create uh, a really good user experience. And I think people that want to be on uh, in blockchain recognize that. So I think I think, you know, they've worked hard to, to, you know, go out and do these deals and create a good experience that says, yeah, we'll make a bet here.
1: That's great. Very exciting. I mean, When you look at all the people who've joined, I mean, just in the last week, I think the, the the head of uh, Marvel games joined their board and, and all kinds of great stuff happening. And then Capcom and street fighter. I mean, like this is just, wow. So many great things are happening. I want to go back real quick and ask a question around because you said that your, your apps, you, you're redesigning them with your new platform. So it seemed to me that, that, that bunt has the new platform, but maybe huddle does not. huddle does not. In fact, um, we, we, uh, the license
2: now is with Panini, so we're not, uh, and that is on the old platform. So we're not really updating it
1: at the moment. Also, so only Panini has license with NFL right now.
2: That's right.
0: Um oh, every time you guys say panini, panini, I want a sandwich. I mean, I just,
1: <laughs> I want to want to damn. I see, I see. Oh, no. Those, those, those contracts where they're like, nope, we can only do these. So are you guys able still to do football cards on 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 tops, or is it is it only digital? They got that the contract is related to. Yeah, right
2: now we're focused on baseball, hockey, and our soccer properties. So Bundesliga, UEFA,
1: yeah, MLS. Gotcha. And all the other cool, ridiculously amazing properties you have, Marvel and Star Wars and and Disney. I mean, can you imagine, like, I think getting kids on having these NFTs around the favorite Disney properties, you know, and then, you know, having having an app that's really handy for the parents and the kids to be collecting, that could be huge. I would suggest maybe starting off with Steamboat Willie, just as an homage to uh, to Walt. Absolutely,
2: I think it's a great idea. You know, classic—that's where it all started for Disney. Oh, so
0: homagey, Travis!
2: So <laughs> homage-y. I
1: love the homageiness.
0: Yeah, that's great. Well, we uh, we're excited about this space. We're really glad to know you. We appreciate you coming on and sharing um the future of uh, at least some of the things we can expect here and the sale of the uh tiger king garbage pill kids uh parody cards will happen on wednesday the 8th can you provide a website where people will go to get those
2: yeah it's the uh it's the same site uh that we launched the original gpk so,
1: so
0: tops that's it yep
1: Went- any date on series two not yet not yet.
0: When will uh the the site be live so people can see what the cards are going to look like?
2: Uh I believe that's all going to happen um around that time. There are I believe we've released some of the cards. Uh it's out there in some of the new sites. Um so you'll be able to get a sneak peek.
0: A sneaky peeky. There you go guys, check it out. Uh we I know Travis and I are going to be buying cards, all right? <laughs> I mean, just, just listen, I was not a GPK collector because I'm a little older. Uh, You know, I bought Star Wars and I bought some other, you know, I bought baseball cards. But by 1985, I was a junior in college and it wasn't, you know, I was I was past that part. And so I never partook in it. Travis did. But I wanted them just because this is cool and it's fun. So uh, you know, I'm buying Tiger King too.
1: I think we both have sets too. Don't we both have the like the base set and the prism set collected?
0: I am missing an atom bomb prism. Oh, you're
1: missing the atom bomb Which prism yet? Yeah, because those are too overpriced. Huh? Oh, how much how much are they going for right now? An atom like 5,000 bomb? five thousand wax or something? Yeah,
0: pretty I'm pretty right now. Bad. There's a great secondary market okay. site. Um, there's two of them, collectables with with tables, t-a-b-l-e-s.io is one. And the other one is a GPK uh, dot uh, market, and this is where people are going to um, to buy and sell and trade cards. And if I look up an atom bomb prism right now, and I go low to high, the cheapest atom bomb prism is going for three hundred and eight dollars. The cheapest one, five thousand five hundred ninety nine wax.
1: That's wild. I, I, I'm curious. There's one question I do want to ask about the GPK thing. Because I think that the community was a little grumbly about it. Was the golden cards? You know, they thought they were going to be one of each or something, or a couple of each, and they turned out to be just four different cards, of twenty-five each. Why was there no nasty Nick or no Adam Bomb, or was there no idea of which ones were going to be the most popular on that? Are we, were you guys just kind of guessing which ones they liked, or how, what was the thought process behind picking the ones that were going to be golden?
2: Well, we picked ones that were good, but not the best, because we figured this wouldn't be the only time we'd be doing it right so ah so you like, might do you one. might do
1: drops of those goldens of those Uh-huh, okay okay that makes it's, sense not the, the story same story it's
2: still being written
0: a the different story part, is still right. being written gotcha. that's awesome alright tobin thanks buddy we
2: appreciate you absolutely thanks for having me on
0: so mr travis Wright, at the time of this recording with tobin the tiger king gpk set was supposed to launch on wednesday the 8th however there are technical difficulties which are not attributable to neither wax nor to tops tweet here just a short time ago that says that the launch is delayed. They said 2020 the year of delayed events which now includes tomorrow's GPK goes exotic release. New launch date to be announced soon. Uh, The long and short of it is uh, and I asked Evan Vandenberg our contact at WAX who is very frustrated about it. He said it's a minor but annoying integration issue. Not a big deal but needs to be resolved before we can launch. It's a third party sales tax integration issue and as soon as they have a new date they'll announce and they'll give everybody 24 hour notice and those uh you'll get that notice in the GPK trading group on Telegram as well as the uh, wax.io Twitter site so unfortunately there's a delay that he said that it could work out you know by the end of the week but it's really this third party that he's mm. not happy with that they, has gotta add, it. they gotta
1: add taxes for each individual state and each individual place yeah. and so they're having troubles trying to get that all integrated. That makes well, sense.
0: Well, what he, he but it's not them doing it. The problem is is that the third party that they've hired to do this basically decided to take like 5 days off.
1: Oh nice. That's so great. I
0: have a feeling this is the last time <laughs> that they'll be using the service. I mean, you have a product launch. Pick up the phone and fix it is you know but they obviously didn't care enough to do that so neither tops nor wax is happy Uh the gpk trading group is not taking it you know great but they understand it's not their fault so uh tobin and wax uh we got your back here and uh we'll let you guys know when the tiger king cards are available
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i should yeah so you know hopefully that that'll, should all get resolved by the time blockchain heroes Launches, which I'm sure that it will.
0: Oh, yeah. We got, uh, and just so you guys know, August 4th is the official. Uh, launch of blockchain heroes but there will be a pre-sale for those that want to purchase packs with wax cryptocurrency on august 1st Mm -hmm. so if you're not yet on our mailing list bcheroes.com is where you sign up and if you're not in our telegram as of right this minute there are 576 members of this group already and there's over 100 on the discord and we don't even use
1: the discord that's that's amazing. You know, one thing that blew me away, I thought of this just I thought of this last night. Well, wow. so collectibles, C-O-L-L-E-C-T-A-B-L-E-S dot I-O. They're actually uh, listing uh, some of the NFTs that we've we've given away around blockchain heroes. Mm. And so uh, I know this a couple of weeks ago we gave away the very first edition of that blockchain heroes. It was number 13 for Bad Crypto but it was the first one of the blockchain heroes. And I think we distributed somewhere between 250, 260 of them. Mm-hmm. Well, the other night, Mr. Joel Com, somebody went in and bought most most of the ones that were for sale, including ones that was like 1,700 Wax, which is like, how much is that? Like almost $100.
0: 1,700 Wax is $85.
1: Yeah, so that person could conceivably have taken their NFT they got from us for free, converted it into Wax, and then, during the wax pre-sale, had enough tokens to buy 17 free packs.
0: Wow. But we're not encouraging you to sell that token because it's a collectible. I mean, why are
2: you doing It's just
1: crazy. People collect, people collect and buy and do all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, huddle them or not. Do what you want with them. But it's just really peculiar to me that somebody literally could have sold an NFT and then used that to get 17 free packs, which mm-hmm. they then could sell those cards on the secondary market later, which is well, mind-blowing.
0: I'll tell you, by all indications, you know, the Garbage Pale Kids sale sold out in 28 hours. And, and as of right now, you know, we haven't really absolutely determined how many packs we're doing. We're using 110,000 as a baseline because... That's you know yeah. what people are used to and it's what worked for GPK. But I don't know. Do you think we can sell them out faster? I think there's so much interest, there's more pre-interest for blockchain heroes than there was for the garbage pail kids, I think.
1: Yeah, we didn't even know garbage pail kids were on sale until after until day two, when there was only like about five hours left. Like at that time, the Titan packs or the mega packs, whatever they were called, were already gone. Those $25 packs that had 30 cards. That are now selling for what one thousand one hundred dollars or something ridiculous? People buying them for twenty five dollars. Like who would have known that if you put all your crypto investments into garbage pill kid packs? That you could have liked 30 extra money.
0: <laughs> I, certainly, I just wanted to have some. And, and honestly, you know, we're so whatever happens with Blockchain Heroes, we're making uh, a product that we're really proud of. And we think that people will like, uh, you know, we would never say, hey, buy these because you're going to make money with them. Buy them because you think they're cool. And uh, exactly. that's, that's going to make us.
1: What I think, I think is so cool is like there's so many great partners that have come on board and want to do great stuff with us. Like CoinGecko, we did one with them. Cointelegraph has uh, their own, uh, you know, card that's Telegraphico. And then Cred, we're launching one with Cred, which is going to be a cool one there. And then, well, there's another one. Which we're, we're not did.
0: announcing till tomorrow night, by the way. But there you go. It's out there.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Upland, we're doing something with them. And there's just the, so there's just these really cool partnerships. And so there's these extra little bonus ones, like, to collect them all. Uh, it's going to be fun.
0: Bonus. You know what else would be fun, Mr. Travis Right? if you talk a little bit about our sponsor, Divi,
2: spelled D-I-V-I.
1: Divi. Divi it up. Divi some my way. Divi is uh, currently, by the way, taking early signups for its new digital finance ecosystem. They're going to be offering a crypto debit card, instant bank accounts, fiat to crypto on and off ramps right in the wallet. Um, you guys are going to want to be first in line to get your hands on these services. Head on over to Wallet dot dot project.org enter your email and enter the whole new divi universe
0: of awesomeness divi or (laughs)
1: wallet
0: what's happening here i don't know what is this the shenaniganry that's taking place over there i don't know just a random thing awesome hey we appreciate you guys as always if you haven't taken a moment to review the bad crypto podcast on whatever podcast platform you use then uh you know maybe please or ask nicely please do that because that's how uh, you alert the rest of the world that you listen to the show and more people will listen it's true so stay nifty no that's the wrong show oh that's right that's fridays fridays be a hero Friday. 5 p.m. Eastern Time, The Nifty Show, live on Theta TV at nifty.show forward slash Theta. Catch you guys on bad news coming up Thursday night. Until then, please do stay bad. Like the way I did that with my cadence and I went down alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor uh, is there something about starting up high and going down that lets people know uh, your time hear, the uh, show is, the open, show is over low can you go travis
1: can stay go? a hero don't be a zero go lower low limbo low <laughs>